0: You're listening to not another origin story the kind book movie podcast I'm your host Pokes and as always I'm joined by my co-hosts Ben chapman pokes thank you I appreciate it it's fantastic to be here I'm
1: so excited to talk about this movie uh, I, hold on I've forgotten what movie we've written actually uh, we've we, we watched here so let me just oh no no I remember it now um, just it, it, it took me back all of a sudden uh, to realize that uh, that we're watching a film that came out uh, just as old Ben was fresh face coming out of high school on his way to a bigger 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 and better things and didn't see this movie and uh I could have gone my entire life not seeing this movie but um well this happened
0: Yep. this is this is a sad occurrence when we decided to pick this movie I told Ben I saw this in theaters and he said why and I said don't know <laughs> this was during a time where i just saw movies like every weekend and it must have been a real law that there was nothing else to see but
1: boy, i mean I, I
0: remembered zero of the entire movie like i remember there's like some dumb thing about like pretty questionable wire foo but that was all i remembered and uh then when i watched this movie i was like i can see why all i remembered was <laughs> just a big sense of not great yeah, I would I would
1: take a second-rate, like, Crouching Tiger. You know, I would take a second-rate uh, version of that. I would take a Squatting Lizard, you know, something like that. that's just, like, a worse version of the original. But it's not even that. They don't even really try, I would have to honestly say, in this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I really, like, I'm curious to see if I can find the comic and read it. Because I just wonder how close, if any of it, It is, compared to the comic. Well, Pogues, that's why you bring me. Because I
1: read issue one of Bulletproof Monk. And I can tell you that there is no correlations between the two subject matter. Kind of. Weirdly, the Nazi stuff sticks through. Which, by the way, if you're just tuning in, being like, I don't think I saw that movie. I know know Stifler is in it. um, If that's all you recollect,
0: yes. There are Nazis bookending this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which there's a lot of questions about those nazis i had I'm uh yes curious, when did theme. the comic come out uh 1998 I... yep that makes sense the 90s was like we need a villain you know who everybody hated <laughs> until 2020 apparently was nazis
1: yeah yeah apparently we didn't go hard enough on the nazis because uh, there yeah. there, are, there are still there are still some around so we just gotta keep going too
0: many <laughs> one too many uh would be enough but t- uh yeah. but it is not- like it is very classic like underground comic 90s was just like the Nazis well to make this I'm gonna have to reveal myself a little bit to talk about this because I, I just
1: have to um so I actually didn't want to spend the money on the f- the, the like the, the the uh the full price like Bulletproof Monk comic uh so I didn't um and I found someone who had just scanned it online and read it, so I I apologize um to the comic book community. I know I've offended you greatly. The best part about this is kind of like when I watched the the, um, the Star Wars Christmas special. A friend of mine had a tape of it, which also had the original commercials that were filmed. Oh yeah, and it made it so much better, so much better to have like weird McDonald's like a commercial for that thing where they like you could get you could get a big mac or whatever with like the the cold stuff on one side and like the hot parts on the other side. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, it was it was it was advertised by um Jason Alexander. But it's yeah, it was basically instead of like the one styrofoam thing that would have your burger in it, it was two side by side that were connected and one contained your like lettuce, tomato and bun and the other was like the burger, I think, and the cheese and whatever on it and the onions or whatever that were all that had hit the grill you know what i mean like and then you were supposed to like i guess with your fingers like reassemble
0: I, I get what was i'm just confused though <laughs> why would i ever need that like i get it if you were like if you can't eat it right away but then it's like well i'm gonna have to heat it up because i'm just eating a cold hamburger then so why wouldn't i want them to the touch i don't
1: know folks. <laughs> i don't know
0: but it was in there but you know what (laughs) not another origin (laughs) story is canceled we got to get to the bottom of this on our new podcast
1: i don't i don't Uh, know
0: so big talk (laughs) big neck My original point was that
1: the scan that someone did was of the original comic, which means it includes, like, every nine pages, it includes advertising for other comics and other things, which included a Skechers footwear ad, a Buffy advertisement, and an advertisement for um, another comic, uh, 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 what's it called, um, oh shit, I was trying to load it up here. Uh, uh, one that I liked actually, uh, the Authority, the Warren Ellis book. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It contained that coming out in March 1999. Um, but yeah, so so I read through it uh in, in its original format. I also uh, uh you know slammed some bubble tape while I, while I read it, so I was just really like, oh, nailing dude. the vibe. Uh, and hold on, I just dropped my dropped my slammer for my pogs. Um, anyway, uh, what I meant to say was that uh, uh reading it, uh, I didn't like either. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not usually not sign. the case. Usually, the case
1: is that I'm like, oh, the book's kind of interesting because of this or that, uh, and the movie just sort of took some of that inter- interesting, you know, uh, uh, bits away. No, it they both sucked. Like <laughs> they both sucked, even though they were different. Um, the since this is the right time, the comic started with the same vague concept that there was that there is some sort of important like uh, artifact that was being hunted by the Nazis. Um, and this guy is some ancestor the the part where he's like a monk who has taken the taken the sworn um oath to protect it is not there he's just sort of like a kid a teen who's a a powerful martial artist and is unaware of his connections you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and he meets like a bunch of street thugs and becomes kind of like a street kid uh you know committing uh random crimes uh, and then, uh, eventually he becomes to start to realize like his place in the world. So there's some definitely connections to it, but it's a lot, um, it's not very interesting in either case. We spend a lot of time with a person who is of no consequence to the story, which is what I felt like we were doing with, <laughs> with, uh, what's his name? With, uh, Sean William Scott. I was like, I know that he's yeah. going to inherit this role, but I'm just tired of him being like this this weird bad boy character that I'm supposed to enjoy because I'm not enjoying him.
0: (laughs) He's not, I mean, I like Sean William Scott. I was kind of, you know, yeah, for sure. I think we talked, I've I've asked the question. What happened to Sean William Scott? I love role models. It's one of my favorite comedies. And I think he's um, like perfect in it. I, this is, I, I don't know. It feels like he like took the role or something. It was like contractually obligated. And then read the script and was like, oh, no, because he doesn't, like, there's times where it just seems like he's just reading lines with no, like, first take and we're out of here. I'm not doing two. You know what I mean? It just felt like the movie was very, like, no one really cared. Except for Chow Yun-Fat seemed to be enjoying himself, I guess.
1: Yeah. The other problem is that there's extremely little chemistry between the various characters. Not just Chow Yun-Fat, who he is trying, and Sean William Scott, who, like, in the narrative are annoyed with each other. <laughs> yes. For most of the film. And then eventually, like, kind of come to some agreement. But even then, they don't share a lot of, like, fun, intimate moments together. Because we're not ever seeing the characters develop themselves or their relationship. They're always just being hurtled forward by some some out-of-context plot thing. Like, they all go to a house to meet the female from earlier. And then the the Nazis show up and, like take chow yun fat and just just ignore the everyone else and just move on that that
0: scene may have been the most confusing scene in a movie where no part of the film makes any sense they explain that this woman is the daughter of like the head of the russian mafia in new york city and some nazis just drive up to her house which we saw earlier had tons of guards outside of it And then just leave them there. Yeah. It's just very weird. They're they're well aware that they're not
1: the only ones looking for this. In fact, it's basically them and these three people. But they only take one and they don't care about the others. I don't know why. I mean, hubris, I guess, would be the only answer to that question. But uh, still pretty confused. Uh, But let's let's properly uh, address this. So the only thing that correlates between this and the comic is that there is some ancient legend tied to Tibet, which means that, I don't think it's a scroll, or I don't think it's really identified in, the, in issue one, but tied to some ancient order um, uh, in Tibet has some capacity to, 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 it's so vague in the movie, I can't even actually realize it, I, really, I can't even summarize it. Well, oh, here's, know. He,
0: here's what the scroll does, and this was one of these things where, this was the start where I was like, oh, I don't think anybody thought any of this through the scroll would allow somebody to remake the world as either a paradise or like a living hell if they were evil the monks who are trained to be super good and give up their lives to protect it think that mankind will one day be ready for it but not now which makes yikes. you think yikes by the way <laughs> they were but, wrong if they thought well, we but, were on on track to become better people but here's my thing there was like two questions one if we're not ready. By the time we are, do you really need the scroll anymore? And two, um, aren't you guys like super enlightened? Like, I feel like if somebody gave the Dalai Lama a scroll and was like, "Here, you can remake the world," he'd just be like, "All right, there's probably no more war," and China, uh, China isn't dicks to Tibet, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like you guys are probably cool. You, one, you could use it and let us live in a paradise instead of like hit this, you know, omnipresent hellscape we live in. Yeah, it I just would seem like I, it was just such a confusion. And they're like, so we're holding on to it. It's like. Well, okay, if you don't think... It's that dangerous. And you think mankind's eventually going to get to a point where they'll become enlightened enough to use it. Why not just let them just become enlightened enough and then they'll probably work it out on their own and just destroy the scroll now so some crazy Nazi doesn't get it? Yeah. It was just it, a very confusing why they had to protect it. It's a it. bizarre setup. It's one of the worst MacGuffins we've run
1: into in one of these films. Where it's just like, yeah, this scroll will give someone godlike powers. They'll live forever. They'll be able to reshape the universe. Um, and we just have to wait until some very cool dude shows up to to, to handle it, I guess. Somehow it's not
0: us. Yeah, that was what was so confusing because these people seem to be like really great Buddhist monks. And like, I feel like if you know a lot about Buddhism, which I do because I have a a degree that's not useful, uh, they wouldn't do anything bad if they used it. Like their, their whole thing is like, do no harm. So they, it would have been fine. One of them should have just read it and just moved on. We're also
1: introduced to the fact that the main character, uh, one of the two main characters, Chow and Fat, is being trained to protect it. And his master is, seems to be like this very wise man who's been given an extra long life so as to protect this scroll. I'm like, why are you focusing your efforts on training another guy to protect it and not training the perfect person to use the scroll because your training appears to be worthless because it has not been adaptive to the outside world because four nazis wipe out your entire order and they don't even have like a plan they don't bomb the temple they don't like appear in disguise they just kind of like walk through the front gates and mow everyone
0: down with mp40s and then yeah they also this was like another like there's just a lot of like things in this movie where you're just like man they didn't give a fuck uh they show the outside of this like monastery and there's like a courtyard and there's monks walking around and then they go into this like little room and the monastery appears to be on top of a mountain and then they cut to the nazis who are somehow seen through the door (laughs) to see this guy showing the monk where the the scroll is and i was like wait where are these dudes at this is his view is he standing like right at the entrance to the temple like no one will notice me with my binoculars yeah, it's just and, so bizarre, and
1: and 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 the other thing that I'm just, I'm just baffled by is, is 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 if you were on set for this film, if you were one of these monks and you and you got on set and saw this monastery set and you saw that some Nazis were showing up, you're like, fantastic! This movie, Bulletproof Monk, is kind of like an Americanized kung fu film, right? That's what we're doing here. So this is a great opening scene. Like soldiers pour in. They have guns, but we're talented, and we, you know, take a few of them out. They take a few of us out, and it's a great battle. And then ultimately, you know, they grab our master, and we surrender, or something happens, right? No. Nope. No, they didn't show up. Um, they fire their guns into a bunch of oblivious monks, and uh, Chad and Fat does, like, a couple of flips. And then he does
0: the Let's start run. of some very questionable, uh, like, wire food. It's some of like the worst wire I've ever seen in in like a film.
1: It's troubling because the, the entire film relies; all of the action sequences are either this very confusing and overdone wire work um, that does not look very good.
0: Yeah, or... it's like the la- it's like they saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and just didn't get it. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Or it's that really. Like weird problem we had in the early two thousands, uh, with with like uh rubbery CGI. You know, we had that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like that one Superman remake and that fight in the Matrix. Uh, it's the second Matrix where it's like everyone, everyone all looks. Like, well, yeah. There's some there's some okay shots that were practically done in the first one, but in the second one, there's like a scene where like Neo fights yeah, all yeah. the like Smiths. Every
0: every scene in matrix 2 you can tell like a huge portion of it is cgi and it's just yeah. confusing as to why
1: and everyone in it looks like everyone who's being who's being done by the computer effects looks rubbery like they don't have bones and their and their skin looks like it's made of plastic they all look like stretch armstrongs that have just been thrown in a dryer you know what i mean <laughs> we all context for that scenario right um that happens early and continues a couple of times but honestly not that much do you know why Because there really isn't that much
0: fighting in this fight movie. It's very little, actually. And it's all pretty... Which, I saw the stunt choreography, so it makes sense. But, yeah, there's just... The the movie, even at one point... The main character, Carr... Which we can get into later... uh, Lives in a movie theater's projection booth. Which, I gotta tell you... If you've ever been near a real projector those things are like deafening like they it would be so loud to be next to it it would be unt- i like could be you could not sleep in a room connected to the room that has a projector in it an old school projector <laughs> i didn't think about that but you're totally yeah right. they are so loud it, it's like absurd you don't realize how loud they are they actually soundproof those rooms so you can't hear them in the uh theater but um and he's like learned martial arts by watching like old bruce lee movies And, like, old kung fu films. And you're like, oh, okay. So this movie's hinting at its own, like, sort of pedigree of, like, kung fu movies. And then we get two or three fights. And most of the fights involve really shitty fighting. Or, like, the monk doing things that a person can't really do. And then not—and it doesn't look good. So it's just really boring fights. You know, like, like, you know what makes every Jackie Chan movie great? That's Jackie Chan doing all that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a dude— doing all that he's not attached to like 500 machines or wires they're not cgi it's one take of a guy constantly hurting himself (laughs) and this movie has none of that so it's just like i'm just watching nothing but like you said questionable cgi questionable wire work and then a fight scene at the end that's more wrestling than it is kung fu there's a couple of
1: weird wrestling moments, including, including the weird erotic wrestling with the absolutely dead-eyed lead actress. I mean, no offense. I don't mean to dog on one person so, so aggressively, but the female quote-unquote lead in this film, who is confusing, because she appears in the opening gang scene, which we should talk about now, and then, like, sporadically in the middle, and then at the end, suddenly is a major player in love interest, and she could not be more checked out of this film from start to finish, she every fight scene, if you could call it that, uh which again, every time she's on screen, Sean William Scott finds a reason to wrestle her to the ground and and like pin her down, and then she pins him down in the way that no one fights, you know? Yes,
0: in the way that looks like it's the start of a rape, <laughs> like a sexual assault. You're like moments away from being like, I think we should stop that guy. But but t- to get to
1: something that I want to get to right now, probably one of the worst parts of this whole film conceit is that we're introduced to a character named Mister Funta- Mister Funktastic, mm-hmm.
0: who, is who, gang,
1: who, who is a who gang who is a gang leader,
0: yes, in, and who lives inside of a subway tunnel. Look,
1: you confu- you've confused some concepts, director. <laughs> there are gangs, and there are destitute individuals they but, are often not the same <laughs> here's
0: the thing so this guy is named mr funktastic he lives in a, a subway tunnel off of like the main line he runs like a all uh no not oliver twist is it oliver twist with the sure artful dodger like they're like a group of criminals yeah he's wearing a fur coat and no shirt with a tattoo across his chest that says mr funktastic now to be everyone clear around it's, him it's mr funktastic oh. Everyone around him looks like they haven't bathed. He is shirtless and is, like, pristine. Like, his skin is very clean. And he has, like, I assume all the money he's stealing is going to product for his hair. Because he has a faux hawk. And
1: his his tattoos. I think those are the two things he has to be spending his money on. Because those are expensive. Yeah, coats
0: and tattoos. And you're like, wow, when you see that, you think, there's no way this could be more confusing And then he talks and he has a fucking British accent for some unknown. And it's like, I don't think the guy is really British because it sounds like he's trying to do like a British Cockney accent. But based off of her hearing like one person say, you know, one Cockney word ever. Now, let me address this now.
1: Where do you think this film is set? I don't think I saw any identifying moments. I know where it was filmed, but where do you think it was set? I assumed New York City. It's filmed in Quebec, and Canada at large. Um, I don't think they ever identify it, but they do show lots of sequences of like a subway like station. So I thought mm-hmm. that would be identifying, but it really wasn't. I think it's just Quebec or something, which is again confusing because I don't know where they think it's set, but it's not somewhere that a
0: British person would be expected. And in like, if a British person had made it over, you would have to assume he wouldn't have to turn to a life of crime immediately. <laughs> you know, because it's right. not cheap to get to the United States. He had like eight hundred to a thousand dollars to get over here on a plane. I think he's probably not going to be a criminal. But also, like, like I was trying to say earlier, like gangs
1: don't typically live in squalor. Like, if you if you operate a criminal enterprise, that typically has a profit margin that would at least afford you to live somewhere. <laughs> Uh, You know Somewhere above ground Like I don't think Subterranean Is often like Where you're gonna find Like successful thieves Like it doesn't make Any
0: sense And it if so It is weird that like You would steal stuff And then be like We're gonna live In an abandoned subway It's like Well I mean Maybe if there was like a A,
1: a station that was abandoned But it's like not terrible. You know what I mean? But this is like, yeah, like a place the that would have been like, turtles
0: lived in secret of the
1: use this. Yeah. This was like fifth down the list of, of teenage mutant Ninja turtle residences. Like this is not their number one choice. It this was is like the place filthy, you would think the Morlocks would be. It is a filthy rat infested, like, like slimy, like little room. And apparently it's occupants are a shirtless British man with at least four grand and chest tattoos. Um, uh, uh, three characters that whose only job is to be like, hell yeah, boss. And this like strange mousy, like daughter of a mafia, like Lord. I-, I don't
0: get that at all. Who appears to be living there despite being the head of like, like, and she's like, this is the only way you get respect. It's like, wait, if you're a criminal, why the fuck do you want the respect of these idiots? Like, you work for the... Your dad was part of the Russian mob. Go get the respect of the Russian mob. Not some fucking... Yeah. dude. Like, you don't actually need to earn your own respect. And maybe don't be a criminal. Like, I don't like your character. Right, exactly. Like, we get the idea
1: that... That Sean William Scott has that, like... Sean William Scott has that, like, thief with a heart of gold. Like, he's he he's been left out on his own. We're not really, I don't think we delve into his parents very much, but we assume he's been sort of abandoned, if not raised as an orphan. And he's, and he was able to like sort of scrap himself together for this projectionist job. The guy that caretakes, uh, the theater cares for him pretty much exclusively. Like we get this idea that he's like, you know, getting by, even if he is a bit of a scoundrel, right? That's like the vibe, but she's like, yes, I was born into wealth, illicit wealth. And I also, and I want to continue that
0: legacy. Yeah, Do you dude, like, like me I was, now. Audience? I was born to the Russian mafia, which is like not great. And at first, like when she shows up and she's at like that museum, I was like, "Oh, is she like doing some sort of like? Is she like an undercover cop?" Because I could not remember any part of this movie. And I was like, "Oh, is that what she is? That what's happening? She's an undercover cop?" Or I was like, "Or is she like?" I thought so too. Yeah. And then no, it just turns out she's a criminal trying to make her own name as a criminal. Um, I will say that
1: that this. Part of this conceit is also from lifted from the comic because um, the first two issues, uh, well, the the very beginning of the comic focuses on the main character, uh, the, the, the legacy of the, you know, uh, uh, the, the monk uh, uh, oath or whatever um, is accosted by a group of sort of like um, a group of like, you know, eccentric and diverse, like, you know, scoundrels approach him at his legitimate business where he works um, and they 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 form a bit of a bond after they fight each other and realize that they're both quite talented at martial arts. They form a bond and they depart together, uh, and they sort of roam the streets, you know, getting into trouble. So that that part is similar, except you know, there's no Chow Yun Fat and he, the gang, the gangs, and and Sean William Scott would have liked each other and hung out for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Honestly, what was funny Weird. is that this this whole this whole group felt like. Um, felt like a like a seat like a dollar store version of like uh 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 rumble in the bronx because same kind of like eccentric <laughs> collection of people but even they lived in like a warehouse
0: full of pinball machines or some shit like that that was actually like it made sense that they would live this, where they this just reminded me like when he came out and it was like these guys and he's like this british dude controlling them i really did think i was i thought i don't for some reason, Oliver Twist doesn't seem right, but I guess that is it. I thought that's what it was supposed to be, and that's why he was British. It was like they were trying to trade on the idea of like this guy who has this group of people who commit crimes for him, and then he takes all the money. And if, I was like, yeah. And I was like, is that why they made him British? Because they were like, well, that's who runs cr- criminal gangs for children. Although all these people were in their late forties.
1: Yeah, it's pretty strange. If they did, if they were criminals, they sucked. Because they don't appear, to, they don't appear to have succeeded at earning anything. I don't know why they're relevant at all, or uh, or aspire to, which is kind of what we get at the beginning before the scroll comes in. Um. So I have a question. Uh, uh, about midway through this film, um, well, sorry, not to jump too far ahead, but we get we get a variety of montages, which are. More boring than you could possibly imagine a montage could be. That was a major skip factor for me when trying to watch this movie. I was like, oh, let's just go past this montage. Nothing's going to surprise or entertain me here.
0: Um, Unfortunately, that's a lot of this movie. I mean, you could probably skip 60% of this movie and you could still follow the plot. Because so yeah. much of it's just pointless.
1: I Yeah, I, I think I would have to agree. Um, uh, you would miss, of course, uh, one of the early fight scenes set to... Back to the hotel by N Two Deep. It was like a really weird, like '90s, like, 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 oh like yeah, rap sequence that I just it stood out to me because it' one of those songs that did not blend into the background.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of songs that put this like firmly in 2003 or whatever. Like, they're just songs that were popular in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and they just awkwardly played it full blast in the middle of scenes, and you're just like, oh, okay,
1: yeah. It- it, it was a lot, a lot like you're watching just like a blurry Jackie Chan film uh from kind of far away and you, your brother was in the room next door listening to bad 90s rap that's like the vibe that you got from a lot of these sequences
0: <laughs> to recreate it for you at home
1: I, I door think door.
0: that's pretty accurate <laughs> the whole movie's the whole movie is pretty lazy and it's your brother's watching another thing at the same time uh so suppose I have a question for you yeah why are packages of hot dogs sold in 10 and packages of hot dog buns sold in eight this drove me insane because when he said it i was like i think i vaguely remember this but i mean like there's a the answer is because that way you always have to buy more buns which then makes you always buy more hot dogs yeah, like If you have leftover buns, you're more likely to buy extra hot dogs. Now you don't have enough buns, so you go buy more buns. Like It's not that hard to follow, guys. <laughs> like, the the a- plan the- is to make you buy more of the two products. The answer is capitalism, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that is the answer to your
1: question, Chow Young Fat. It isn't yeah. something profound. Do they ever return but, to it? Because this- I also... I also the thought... end of the
0: movie it's the last like line of the film Did I don't you even... stop before the movie ended
1: i might have abandoned uh at some point when i was like yeah i get this <laughs> here, close, here was close the window. actual
0: the answer he gives is oh god
1: it was horrible you can't,
0: life is uh you can't plan and life is unpredictable so you just have to take what you can get and you can always get a hot dog and him fast like that's it it's like what the fuck does that mean that Doesn't that make any sense. Are it, you saying it, it, are you I rewound saying it and that, listened to it twice? And I was like, "This it does not make any sense." Are you
1: saying that in life I can often have a hot dog, but at some point I will be I will have insufficient material for a hot dog. But that's fine because I can still fist a wet hot dog into my mouth. Is that the no. suggestion? I think <laughs> they're saying is
0: because you could just go buy hot dogs. They're like a dollar. You can buy them anywhere. Hot dogs aren't expensive food products. Go to a, I guess a gas station. Give yourself diarrhea. But uh, the okay. the
1: ending makes no see. sense. I see. I, I think I get it. So the in this scenario, the hot dog is my aspiration, and the bun is determination.
0: No, I think the bun is your is your bun.
1: The bun is my
0: bun. What does that? Does that mean so, that yeah, I'm getting even deeper? Does that mean every bun
1: is my bun if I decide? it? So I should. I would, no, I'm not getting it. I, I guess I'm. Not, I guess I'm not ready to to, to accept the scroll. The scroll tattoo. I guess I'm just not ready, Um, because I want to talk about (laughs) this. I should point out my notes did mention there's halfway through this. My notes are three quarters of the movie. I just wrote
0: more hot dog stuff than I expected. (laughs) Yeah. So here, here's the actual answer. Okay, please, please. Um... His want,
1: original, his original answer is that, that's to um, me slowly. I want to cross stitch this and so frame it so I can always look at it when I, but here, it. his
0: original answer was because no matter what you get, how much you achieve, how many times you win, you can never ever let yourself feel like it's enough. Okay. Okay. That, that doesn't really explain hot dogs at all. The final answer is the thing is life doesn't always work out according to plan. So be happy with with what you've got because you can always get a hot dog. What the fuck does that mean? Like that's not like who wrote that and was like this is fucking clever. I'm a goddamn genius.
1: Uh whoever wrote nice car car uh oh god yeah. That that was Ugh. that was probably the other person. Uh, the other this is the same writer who thought they really fucking had something there. Um yeah, there is, there, is, there is a lot of frustrating dialogue in this movie. It is actually predominantly frustrating dialogue. Uh, but something I wanted to talk about is it is revealed somewhere in the second act that the scroll that Chao Young-Fat is going through excessive lengths to protect falls, literally, into the hands of the enemy. Namely, uh, a woman whose name is, I have to check, Nina, mm-hmm. who basically... daughter of a Nazi. Uh, yeah, the granddaughter of a Nazi, who basically based her character on that woman in Indiana Jones, who's like mm-hmm. an, an erotic
0: villain. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, she's, uh, what is it, Elsa? Of the, that's I think that's, that's Elsa. Name, I, I was
1: trying to look it up, but yeah, it's Elsa. Um, so she she obtains the scroll and brings it back to her Nazi grandfather. For him to unveil and re- and realize that it's only a, d- a decoy. It's just a recipe for noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the real the real scroll has been tattooed onto Chao Young Fat. So my question is, did the tattoo artist who tattooed it gain immortality?
0: No, because he didn't know how to read Cantonese, I guess.
1: I guess he just really was able to nail the symbols. Which also, uh, the
0: thing that was confusing to me is they show it at one point. That's not a language. That's not like Cantonese or Mandarin. Why wouldn't it? I, I don't. Maybe it's, maybe that's Tibetan. I don't think that's what Tibetan looks like. though was a language. Now I'm going to. Which is see. weird because it's already a language. You could have just done it in the language. You yeah. Have, now I'm curious. Is that what the? No, that's not the Tibetan alphabet either. <laughs> you I could just, have
1: slicked it up. You could have just written some nonsense in there. Uh, it didn't have to actually make sense, but you could have just written some fucking nonsense in there in the correct language. here's the other
0: confusing part. He's like, so I memorized the last line, but I left the part that lets people become forever, like, de-age themselves. Why didn't you just memorize the whole thing? It looked like it was like a paragraph. I had to memorize the Gettysburg Address when I was in, uh, like, high school or something. Yeah, it's not long.
1: But also, on top of that, apparently knowing part of it is also powerful, because in the end the Nazi villain reads what is apparently only, like, 90% of it, and he he rega- regains, like, a decade. Uh, what I
0: loved was he, he, re- he regains his youth to the age of 52. Like, I was like, wait, if you can de-age, dude, don't stop now. Don't stop, like, when you were already an old man. Like, keep going back. If somebody's like, you can de-age, I'm going to go back to, like, 21, you know? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit there and be like, I guess I'll, I'll be, I'll just be 49. I don't want to be greedy. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's such this, the MacGuffin
1: of this fucking scroll drove me crazy because the actual terms of what would happen if he got control of it is unclear. Like what actually happens? He, becomes... he
0: can control reality. So he can remake the uni- the world of so his, is whatever like he a, wants, which is, I guess was, it, he was just going to redo the Holocaust, is which it just, seems so is it a I fucking know. gem of
1: like from the mc fucking you is this where the yeah. reality gem landed it's well, it, in the it, it scroll is, like
0: what is it it is essentially they should have just titled the the weapon um like what does this do oh it's generic evil like because that's all it was was oh if he gets this things are going to be terrible why i don't know it just is it's exhausting because they um, said the, the scroll would let a person remake the world in how they would want, into a paradise or into a living hell. But there's so much about the rules that apparently weren't clear to the
1: dumb dumb monks who were required to uh to hold on to it. Like A, if they read part of it, they wouldn't have to pass down their legacy. Because there yeah. would just be one guy who would be immortal. Well
0: or he could the thing. protect it. <laughs> Why not make all the people who are guarding it immortal? Or strong, or whatever, like, you know, because, like because if, the, if they could the all Nazi, just read halfsies,
1: the Nazis <laughs> seemed to gain some kind of super strength upon reading part of it, right? Like he was, throwing... yeah, yeah, he became, either that or he was just like jacked, and we didn't know it back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because he seemed like he was punching through walls. So if 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 you just like let all the monks come in and just like read the read the first pre, like the, read the fucking preamble. Then there'll be fucking powerhouses that could defeat four Nazis yeah, and yeah, not yeah. just get
0: mowed down. If, if you're down. gonna do that, yeah, just be like, why don't you have every monk who attempted but wasn't quite good enough? Be like, well, you get to still live forever here. Yeah, in why this not? place, and we'll we'll just have the one part of it be memorized by this one guy. Exactly. We'll keep
1: it safe, like tucked away, and everyone else just gets part of the power. And now we're an invincible group. That could... no, it's just Chiron Fat just like lives in like sewers and like tattoos it on himself and apparently never reads it when he takes his shirt off to get in the shower like i guess he closes his eyes
0: but it was also like why wouldn't he have just been Why, why was he in a big city they never explained that like his plan was to hide in like a large city wouldn't it make more sense to hide like in the middle of nowhere
1: it would make so much more sense also if rather than than running around like some weird indiana jones cosplayer like he happens to do Yes. Um uh if he just if he just like like bought a a a, a bit like a small town business and just like like had an identity and he was just like some guy who just like ran a hardware store like yeah he has like a a tibetanese restaurant (laughs) yeah no one would find him instead he's like hey have you spotted this weird man with an old fantasy pouch like darting around like rail yards i absolutely have
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the guy wearing conservatively 19 layers of clothing i did see him Which is also funny, because at the end of the movie, when, spoiler alert, Sean
1: Sean William Scott and the random girl both become inheritors of the legend, which is confusing. Because also, hey, monks, if you could have more of you
0: protecting it, that would have been awesome. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's just so many, there's so many, like, (laughs) glaring plot holes that make no sense. And they're like, these two are in love. They've known each other for less time than the movie has been on. But and they're and they're and they're like
1: even like the beginning of their love interest doesn't actually kick off in earnest until like the third act, so it's yeah. pretty bizarre because the first act he's like she's like get out of here you scrappy young shit shit a house and the second act she's just like hey where is Sean William Scott and the third act like oh I found you anyway cool jawline I guess we're just indebted to an oath of monks we've never met forever cool <laughs> it doesn't what the fuck are we doing here but also. Uh, at the end, I love that we pan out and find like what is now old Chow Yun Fat with uh with Sean William Scott and and the girl and uh, it sounds offensive. That I keep calling her the girl, but that's as much plot plot development as as she was given. So I'm gonna, I only
0: remember like, her name
1: her. because it's, uh,
0: it's Jade, just because of how like contrite it had to be that her name was jade yeah so it would fit, ridiculous. Fight for ridiculous in the jade palace and it's like i don't know if rolling around on the ground having like dry humping sex counts as fighting for love yeah i don't think it does it um, was like you got like it felt like when he was trying to like do the prophecies it's like when people go back and like create those codes in the bible and they're like well clearly you know <laughs> yeah like, okay yeah i mean you're really trying to really squeeze
1: this one in to make it fit but at the end we see both of them ready to continue
0: their quest in bulletproof monk Two that we never got um and, Which, and and i was like what's the quest nobody else is looking for this except for this nazi and he's dead you blew up all the
1: nazis we're done uh but but they're also in like completely for no reason also dressed in a like anachronistic like leather armor yes well, like she's wearing uh, like like a like, like a special like harness and he's wearing like like a head to toe like like indiana jones outfit i'm like Guys, this is
0: not inconspicuous. Well, what I thought was great was uh, throughout the movie, they must have put a mic in Sean William Scott's leather jacket because whenever he's taking it off or putting it on, it's like dominate. Like, you can hear it as loud as dialogue. It's just like, <laughs> why am I hearing this dude's coat? It's yeah, it's just and then like the it does seem confusing because at the end there, he's just like, well, you guys guard it for 60 years from who? Where and are we supposed to go somewhere? How are we gonna find replacements? Do we have to find two people now? Do we have to find two people in love? Do I have to form a new monk order? Because that's gonna be
1: a problem. Because I'm Sean William Scott, I don't know jack shit. Like, we don't know any martial arts. You trained us for, you trained
0: me for arguably like a day. (laughs) And- <laughs> not even this is like a shorter training than the confusing timeline of the empire strikes back where you're like was luke on there for a month or six right. hours uh uh but but we also
1: know that the baseline for uh sean william scott's uh uh power uh his martial arts prowess is just like martial arts film which is not a good record you know not a good way to learn i mean technique. it's fine
0: but like you're probably not going to know how to fight people if you're just watching like you're just like, doing the moves over and over again. You need to, at some point, spar. Which is also the problem, because the fact that they showed us snippets of
1: of other kung fu movies and gave us no good fights. Like, Chow Yun-Fat does not do any good fighting in this movie. And that is
0: an atrocity. I mean, how can you cast a martial arts legend? Well, I don't know. He's, he's, I don't know if he, is he really known for... His his martial arts prowess. I don't think he is. Is he? I mean, even if you look at Crouchy Tiger Hidden Dragon, he doesn't fight that much because it's all wire foo. Like, wasn't he known for being more like? I I don't know. Maybe it's because I've only seen like six movies with him. But the ones I've seen, he's always like, a like a cop or like you've seen Hard Boiled, right? Right. Yeah. That's how yeah, I always pictured true. him in all of his movies. Is like, is he? He knows like he knows like the amount of kung fu that Americans assume all Asians know. <laughs> You know, in movies, whenever they meet an Asian person, they always know just enough kung fu. Oh, you got me there. Well, then they should have picked... But it is just, it is bizarre, though, because, like, why not have, like, you sort of create this idea that he can, like, bend space, like, and he can move air around, he can, like, do all this stuff, and then he never really uses it for anything exciting. Yeah. Let him be, like, Avatar the Last Airbender and, like, shoot a ball of air at somebody or something. You know what I mean? Like... Do something exciting, and why is he called bulletproof monk? Because he's not bulletproof; he just heals after he gets shot. There's, there's a difference. Superman's bulletproof. He also, he
1: also at some point like like t- takes guns from people and shoots them, and I was
0: like, oh, interesting. Well, he shoots the guns out of their hands. Oh, right, and then that gun- uses them again, and then kicks. Th- I love the idea too. He kicks the magazines out of the pistols, and they hit these guys, and they hit them with such force that they actually, like, their bodies leave the ground and they fall backwards. If you were hit by an object traveling fast enough that's that small to knock you over, that would kill you. You'd just be dead. It would destroy so much of your body. You can't be hit by something that small, that hard, and be like, it's fine. It's the whole premise of Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is,
1: it is, it's been firmly established in Ant-Man, obviously. Um. Yeah, I guess the whole time... The, the major question that can be asked about this film is who is this for? Like, I know they're yeah. they're attempting for a comedy action, but they didn't appear to hire anyone who wrote jokes because they don't actually even yes. attempt. They don't even like attempt jokes. Like there aren't, there aren't lines that fall flat. You know what I mean? Like there aren't like, Oh, that was a weak ass joke. There, there, there aren't moments that are set up to be comedically fertile. They don't even attempt to do anything interesting. And then the action sequences are brief. Uh, either heavily CGI to a point of monstrosity or like occasional bad wire work. But again, if this was like Crouching Tiger where like there's a ton of it kind of like Tarantino putting like blood sprays and everything, it would be entertaining just that everyone would be doing like cartwheels through warehouses. That would still be fun. Even if it was a dollar store version of Crouching Tiger, but the sequences last about
0: nine seconds a piece. And there's only like seven of them. Yeah, and then, like, the, the whole movie is just really. I don't know. It, it, it's like an hour and 45 minutes, and it feels really long. But at it the drags. same time, yeah. nothing is developed. Like, they go and they find out that for some reason, I, I couldn't figure this one out either. In Unnamed City, um, there's a group of Tibetan monks that have been training here to replace Xiaoyang Fat as the guardian yeah why are they there instead of i guess you can't be in Tibet anymore so i guess that kind of makes sense but couldn't they be in another country that still allows buddhists why are they in the united united states slash canada why aren't they in north america and it's and then they introduce this guy who's like the strong candidate and oh oh he just wanted to read the scroll and he's evil what kind of screening process do these monks have (laughs) like you know i you couldn't tell this dude was evil and then, like, so you're like, oh, this is going to come up at the end. They're going to have to fight him because he's going to, like, side with the Nazis. Nope, the Nazis kill him right after he helps them. I was like, oh, okay. Also confusing
1: because if you secretly if you secretly wanted to get access to this scroll, I think you would already have it. Like, I know Chagun Fat, in this, we learned later, like, tattooed on his body or whatever. But... But from what we saw in the prologue, it's just around somewhere. Like, Chime, in fact, comes back and presumably keeps it in his bag. Like, if you wanted to get it, you could just swipe it. Uh, I don't think you would need to involve some,
0: uh, you know, third-party Nazis. Like, I don't, I don't even get it. Yeah, is. his plan is very confusing. And then it's like there's no setup for him being evil and siding with the Nazis. Nope. And then as soon as he does, he's killed. So it's like, what was the point? They could have just ran down there and saw they got away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There was no need for that guy's betrayal. Uh, I guess it was the setup that they have a machine that lets them read people's minds. Maybe? Oh my god! I don't even want
1: to get into the weird torture chamber. This like because every single like set piece in that entire like weird Nazi basement torture chamber was like it looked exactly like hey we're gonna do a fan film like a Doctor Who fan film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like it was like
0: we are gonna try to do Hellboy, but we yeah. just bought a bunch of like industrial dryers from, like, a restaurant surplus store. We just and have we some... just We grew some more pipes to them.
1: We have some plastic darts uh, from Dart Guns that we spray-painted silver that we're going to stick to this man's forehead, and then we'll just show a brain, like, light up, and uh, we'll call it a day. And you'll you'll get that he's dead. You'll understand. To remind everybody, this movie had like a $50, $60 million budget. So there's no excuse for the kind of like oh, yeah. cheap-ass settings uh, that they threw and that, into it. that
0: is the thing. In in watching this, because we talked about it in the mini-episode, the movie costs like $50 million, in, which is like a shit. That's a lot of money. Even by like 2000 standards, $50 million is a lot of money for a movie. Where could that money have been spent? there's minimal special effects and they're not well done he's i mean sean william scott and shao young are really the only two people who are like quote-unquote famous and i mean like how much money were they bringing down for this film like 10 million you know what i mean like they must have been being paid a shit ton because like nobody else is really famous jamie king was the next like quote-unquote famous person or uh mako or mako i don't know how you actually pronounce his name the guy from Uh, The original Conan, the guy who does the amazing voice uh, over in the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the time when the oceans drank Atlantis. That guy, he's in it. But like I don't really think he was probably raking in the dough. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm like, where did they spend $50 million? It's absurd. I'm upset by it. I'm deeply upset, guys, in case that wasn't clear. Sorry, I just discovered... (laughs) I may have just discovered a pretty
1: fucking insane bit of information. Um, I was just checking something on, on IMDb regarding s- this movie because I saw that it showed up in some lists that people had put together. I'm like, what movie other than like <laughs> bad, bad Martial Arts from specifically 2003 could this this possibly fall into? But what I what I accidentally discovered is that apparently. Apparently, someone broke into Sean William Scott's uh, uh, home in, like, 2010 or something, Uh, and and apparently it was, like, uh, not an actual, like, burglary. Like, someone accidentally, drunkenly, like, some people got into his, like, apartment, uh, wherever he was living at the time. And uh, woke him up, and and he came out, and there was like uh, you know an incident, but ultimately it was it was it was identified that it was just a mistake. So he like escorted them out, and and he told during an interview with Jay Leno that he was escorting him out. One of the invaders said, "Hey man, were you in that movie Bulletproof Monk?" Which he said he was psyched to, that somebody asked about, despite the scenario, because nobody ever references the movie, and, and he said yes, and the guy says, "Why? It was terrible." <laughs>
0: wow that is that is upsetting this guy breaks into his house and then dogs on his movie could you could you imagine him in that situation like trying to escort these people out of his home before they damage it and the guy says it and you're like oh yeah and then he just shits all over you and i and i do wonder man i i I think he i think (sighs) sadly i think he may have had a drug problem but even watching this, even though he seems like he's not giving it his all, I'm like, he was a pretty charismatic dude, and he never tells any jokes, which is weird, because like, that's sort of his thing, is he's really sarcastic and has good comedy timing, but he's given no jokes, because they're the closest thing there are to jokes in this movie are, how do you like my car, car, and there was one other one that was equally as upsetting. Um, but yeah, you just, you wonder, I guess, you, I see this and I think maybe he just decided to give it up. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't have a drug problem. He was just like, I can't do another Bulletproof Monk. I'm tired of these drunk guys <laughs> dumping all over me. <laughs> the whole exchange is insane. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, that would just, that would be so upsetting. Well, Sean, Sean Scott said in the interview
1: that he was naked when he woke up and uh, and came out to see who was uh, you know in his apartment nude and and had an exchange prior to escorting them out which was the person asked why are you naked man (laughs) and his response is why am i naked it's my apartment why are you here oh sorry we're drunk and we hit the wrong button because i think it's one of those elevators that like goes to different i don't know
0: oh yeah those i've never understood those kind of apartment buildings yeah but (laughs) why did you do that movie
1: it was terrible (laughs) And then he got in the elevator.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just rough.
1: Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just I derailed your whole thing there. No, no. Um, just,
0: I'm going to try to find this interview now.
1: Uh, So, yeah, I, want, I couldn't find a video of it, but I did find someone who transcribed it. Um, so let's ask a pretty obvious question. Oh, the oh, let's ask a question with a pretty obvious answer, I mean, which is that would you recommend this? no yeah no (laughs) we'll just let's skip the whole preamble no absolutely not don't watch this movie the most amount of entertainment that you could get from it is listening to this episode of this podcast
0: (laughs) yeah it's just not like not even you could invite over like your six funniest friends and be like we're gonna watch this movie and have fun you're not because it's just a boring movie with nothing to enjoy there's nothing to make fun of there's nothing to laugh at it's just it's just bad it's terrible
1: yeah i think we've established it in other you know quote-unquote bad movie uh episodes that a lot of what makes like the bad movies entertaining is that the 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 people or person behind it is trying their damnedest and and the people and and the people in yeah people in, in it are doing their best and it's coming out weird awkward bad you know stilted whatever it may be uh and that is just profoundly like captivating to watch but when 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 everyone's just like paychecking it through a film uh it's it's upsetting yeah
0: and it's also like the even if he he had been given it his all the movie's just really boring there's just nothing to it as a film and the dialogue's like it's not like uh, the dialogue in like Birdemic, where it's hilarious because you're like nobody would talk like this, and these people are delivering the lines so awkwardly. It's a it's just like the most boring, cliche, lazy writing a film could have. So the whole time you're just like, I just want this to end. So no, don't don't even watch the trailer. That's how much that's how bad I think this movie was. I'm deeply upset. I had to spend four dollars on YouTube to rent it because I couldn't find it for somewhere cheaper
1: yeah I had to do the same thing, and it's um it's not cool. It's not cool, Sean William Scott. I'm going to be hitting you up. I'm going to come visit your penthouse and, and see if I can I'm going to break into head. your
0: house and be disappointed. And <laughs> so, like could I you need imagine... my four dollars back. Here's the thing too, though, is like he was in every American pie almost, like until they did like the weird reboots. He's in so many of them, and still this person was like, that was your shitty movie. Like you know what I mean? Like the American Pie movies are not good. I mean, the first ones I guess maybe okay, but they get aggressively worse as they go on. Oh man, he was also in Road Trip.
1: Uh yeah, but let's not dog on Road Trip. Um, oh, <laughs> Well, this podcast is over. I mean, it's got Tom Green. Um, but yeah, so d- don't watch this movie. Uh. Perhaps perhaps let me know if, if, I, if I misjudged the comic. I was say the first two issues did not ignite a fire in me. I did not feel like I had to read further. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps it's a cult classic that I haven't gotten to. But um, the comic didn't excite me either. So not a stellar uh, round for us, I have to say, which is kind of par for the course for this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was definitely a real bummer on this one. So hopefully when we come back, we'll have something better. Uh, needless to say there will be no episode next week uh, we're really bad sometimes at saying this when we know it's not going to happen true and i wouldn't remember it next week uh thursday will be christmas eve so we will not be re- uh, doing a recording and-, and putting an episode where up is your week. where
1: is your commitment pogues where is your commitment
0: i mean we could just do it on wednesday i guess if you really want <laughs> to it's a mini episode oh no nope, uh, never mind yeah so you have no commitment to the mini episode either <laughs> damn it. So yeah, we'll be back probably the week after that, or maybe we'll take another week off. We'll see, but we'll let you guys know. I mean, it's a mini-episode, so I'll probably be back at the very least uh, the following week. So, enjoy your holiday. If you don't celebrate Christmas for any number of reasons that a person wouldn't celebrate it, enjoy... uh, two days where like everything that you want to could go to is closed but it doesn't matter because there's a pandemic so you really couldn't go anywhere anyways and i want to remind everyone listening of course that uh if you were to actually listen to
1: every episode of this podcast from start to finish that actually activates um a powerful tibetan uh, blessing that would allow you to uh destroy and shape reality uh, at, at your own beck and call so please listen to more episodes of this podcast but don't listen to them all sequentially from start to finish if you are in fact a giant ancient nazi so please just uh, uh, I, I i i always say that at the end of every episode post can you go back and edit a bunch of episodes